Riddle me this. Riddle me that. What do you get when you mix fudge jelly cookies in a weird alien with a bat? Man. On Watchbots. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. What do you get when you mix fudge jelly cookies and a weird alien with the bat? Riddle me this. Riddle me that. What do you get when you mix fudge jelly cookies and a weird alien with a bat on Watchbots? We surveyed a hundred listeners and not a single one of them (laughs) knew who we were impersonating. Hello, everyone. Welcome to WatchBots, the podcast where things are okay. This is Ben, and I am joined by Shailen. Hello. Who said yesterday that she was part of a conspiracy, and it was the most on-brand thing I've ever heard. (laughs) And by Dave. (laughs) No conspiracies here, but I am eager to hear about this conspiracy theory. (laughs) I don't even think it's all that interesting. It's just... I was just excited to be included in something, you know? This weird, like, Chinese thing? What the hell? I don't know. Hold on. on. Does it involve unions and, like... No. Wooden hoops with sticks and, and, like, you know, (laughs) the Lawrence Welk Orchestra or something? Lawrence Welk might be involved. I have no proof he's not. Okay. This is fascinating. No. A dum-dum on social media had a screenshot of a text message with her name in it. And it was like, we found a package from months ago. Click on this link. And she was claiming it was like sex trafficking. Like, don't click on the link. You'll get sex trafficked. And I was like, that's not even a good scam. Like, that's not how that works at all. Um, (laughs) I would love to be sex trafficked. But then about 10 (laughs) minutes later, I got the text that was like, Shaylin, we found your package. Click here. And I was like. I'm I'm included. I'm part of the thing that is absolutely not what the internet is claiming it is. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I want to know the end game. I'm interested to know like who's trying to profile my cell phone number, but it says something about the state of things these days. Like we were sitting in our living room last night. We were watching maybe the last night of basketball of the season and Shailen just looked up to me and went, I'm part of a conspiracy. And That's like, not what I said. I couldn't have been less surprised you know like it it was like if you looked at me and went the sky is blue like it just it just sort of washed over me and i in a way didn't want to know what was going on but well now you do know that's life it's compelled it's a big week for domes guys big week for domes oh yeah yes two new domes (laughs) why did i anyway say say domes again domes dome 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 piece uh, two new domes, Dome. the word will lose all meaning, made their debut Already this week. Has. We'll start quickly with the WWE Thunderdome. So for the past few months during the pandemic, 
World Wrestling Entertainment has been running all of their shows out of their performance center, which is a fine institution. But when it comes down to it, it's just like it's a warehouse. And no matter how they gussied it up, it just kind of looks like a warehouse and made everything feel kind of small time. And their ratings have taken a huge hit. I mean, probably not because it's in a warehouse, probably because the product sucks. But they made a deal with the big sports arena in Orlando to basically have a residency there for the next few months. So they built it out and they're still not doing fans, but they pyroed the shit out of it. And they have hundreds of LED screens up that fans are like virtually watching on. Giant LED pylons. It's really cool looking. It's cool looking, but they called it the Thunderdome. And it's like, (laughs) it's so funny. Couldn't you have come up with any name like Wrestle Dome or like Punch Sphere? It's just (laughs) Punch (laughs) Sphere. I don't know. Or like gyro fighter uh, like anything like but no we're gonna we're gonna take it from that mad max movie that was made in the late 80s (laughs) which is like the most perfect vince mcmahon thing to do but yeah he he thinks it's a new movie still yeah i watched a little bit of the smackdown and SummerSlam and raw and i'll say you know visually it makes the product feel a little bit better it's better i don't know that it's going to turn ratings around or whatever but you know, it is what it is. And of course, people immediately just fucking ruining it. Like, so you can sign up to be a part of the Thunderdome. I signed up. I haven't gotten in yet. But on Raw on Monday, you know, people were flashing like KKK images and somebody showed like an execution video. And it's like, Ugh. can we as a fucking society, can we not <laughs> what the ruin fuck? things for like one fucking day? <laughs> like, why is this so hard? We can't. We can't not. I feel like a sports radio host. I'm just like screaming into the ether, but it's just like, God, <laughs> fucking damn it. This is, and I quote, why we can't have nice things. This is the hell that we live in. And I'm I'm not going to get into my my political things, but I'm, I'm feeling very defeated today about this. Um, I, we don't have to, but I will say you have, um, your, it's, it's hilarious. This is very sad and tragic, but like, this is hilarious that your um, breaking point was over at wrestling. <laughs> that was not, not a breaking point. It was just like, an, oh, man. No, I wanted SummerSlam. I'm unbreakable. We can leave SummerSlam discussion for another day because I think we have a lot to talk about. But the Thunderdome is in existence. But this past weekend was also the DC Fandome. And Mm. again, what the fuck kind of name is that? (laughs) The Fandome? Because it's like the fandom. Oh. But in an arena. Did it take place in a dome? Yes, the dome of the internet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so stupid. I a just thought it would be dome. like, I thought it was like a physical space, but it's, mm-hmm. it is not. It is not. Yeah. I think some of the art showed, you know, like a dome with like images of comic book heroes on it, but it was a series of like pre-recorded panels. So this was their Comic-Con got canceled. So here's our, here's our shit that's coming up. And there was a variety of trailers involved. I think the video game ones looked pretty solid. So mm-hmm. that that's good news. Yes. But there were brief things about Black Adam, which is sort of the anti-Shazam movie starring The Rock. No footage, but like a lot of concept stuff. I think that one's still a ways off. I still want to see it just based on the concept. Sure. Stuff. It's it's been talked about for years. Like years. The Rock. Yeah. yeah. It's like in he's like asserted himself into this movie. Like I don't even know if they wanted him to be Black Adam, but he was like, I am Black Adam. You're gonna make the movie. He's like willing it. It's great. He was cast 
I want to say even before like all the Justice League roles got cast, and that I movie is so. still ages away. So, yeah. so that's interesting. It was announced that Ben Affleck is going to retake the Batman mantle in the Flash movie, so they're doing like the multiverse thing. So Michael Keaton's going to be in it. So that's pretty cool. The new Suicide Squad with James Gunn looks like a lot of fun. You know, 40 million characters, but I think that sort of minor character music thing fits with James Gunn so much better than the last Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It looks like what Suicide Squad wanted to be. Right. Which is just delightful because the whole time we watched Suicide Squad, I just kept going, oh, but what if they had just tweaked the, oh, oh God, oh, but what if they, oh man. What if they go into space? And the move, and they recast the lead with Chris Pratt, and they just call it the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is what uh, this is trying to be. Oh, but oh, even if oh, they did wait, that, no. I would be okay with it because DC, and you can see it, and if you see the trailer, like Polka Dot Man and the Peacekeeper, who's a man who's so devoted to pacifism that he kills. Like DC <laughs> has such this deep roster of insane, like you can't even call them tertiary characters; like they're below tertiary. So to bring them together in this way and those old 80 suicide squad comics are a lot of fun so if they're able to capture that and take the stink out of that last movie even though they're bringing back some of the characters and they're still rebooting it but that's fine yeah. that's yeah. fine it reminds me too that i still haven't watched shazam or birds of prey or uh joker although i'm, I'm in a joker mood this week i'm feeling like mm. i fucking want to get some shit done anyway uh, the last two things to talk through here, the new Wonder Woman movie, new trailer really showcased Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. It looks so shitty. Yes. They've had months to work on this in like post-production. Like this was supposed to come out in May or mm-hmm. June. And like, I don't know who looks at that, the CGI Cheetah and is like, this looks great. I like this. We shouldn't yeah. spend any more time on it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, wow, we've 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 captured the essence. It looks like like pre Jurassic Park, yeah, CGI does. kind of stuff. And the CGI yeah. looks terrible. And it's just, I'm not a huge Kristen Wiig fan. I don't find her characters terribly funny. I and but she just seems really miscast in this role. I don't understand it yet and part of it is unfamiliarity with her in general like i think i've seen two or three movies with her i don't view the cheetah as a character with that kind of humor sure and i can't envision Kristen wig being serious in the way that that character has to be to make sense yeah it's like this movie took like a hard left turn from wonder woman which had its moments of humor but it was a period piece and now they're like now we're going to the 80s and it's going to be crazy. Yeah. With bad CGI. Maybe that's the the shtick, right? Like it's bad 80s CGI to match <laughs> like the purposely? movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cuz I could get behind that. <laughs> right. It's just There's not translating into the preview. Meta narrative. It's all blocky and like, <laughs> polygon heavy. Yeah. I'd be into that. It's like that talking heads video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But everybody else looks good. I mean, you know, Chris Pine and Gal Gadot were really good in the first one. I think Pedro Pascal as Maxwell Lord is a really good casting. Mm-hmm. It's just Kristen Wiig feels so off and I can see where she's taking that character and it's like eh, I is it she's giving me like uh Jim Carrey Edward Nigma yes. vibes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe I have overstated my position. <laughs> I'm willing to watch and eat my words, but I don't think it's right and I think 
Jim Carrey as Edward Nigma as the cheetah is a shitty idea. That is not that character. I didn't know you knew so much about the cheetah. <laughs> they should have just cast Jim Carrey. If yes. they're going to go down that road, he yes. would have been yeah. great. Yes. Maybe it'll be like in the Sonic movie where, and spoiler alert incoming, where for a lot of the movie, he looks like he does in the poster, like he looks like Jim Carrey with a mustache. But by the end of the movie, he's morphed into like the video gamey Robotnik. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So maybe Kristen Wiig by the end will morph into the uh, comic book cheetah. My metaphor is flawed, but you see where I'm going with this. Maybe it's going somewhere. Sure. Sure. Maybe. Another trailer came mm-hmm. out and it looks fucking great. And that's the Batman trailer. It's true. Yes. I was shocked at how good it looked. People have been down. And, you know, again, I, I've said this many times. I really should not be on Twitter because I think people have been down on this movie since Robert Pattinson was announced. Like, he's not Batman. He's not Batman. And it's like, well, who, is? who is? Are they going to recast, like, Michael Keaton to do it? I, I mean, mean, apparently yes, they have. But, but, like, not <laughs> to do what, not to be young Bruce Wayne. And, do you think that DC and Warner Brothers, despite all of their foibles, do you think that they're going to get the casting of Batman wrong? Honest to God, like before a second of footage came out, look at through all of the movie Batmans, right? Mm-hmm. And George Clooney may be the worst, but he still was a decent Bruce Wayne and he brought a little charisma to that version of the role. They're not going to fuck up the Batman casting. So that trailer that came out last weekend looked great it showed batman kicking ass sure he has like swoopy hair and he had the eye makeup but it's like this is a young batman and he's getting his shit together it it looked it looked great it looked awesome yeah yeah i like the rough around the edges batman it's it's pretty good i I feel like they touched on that a little bit in the christian bale batman begins Mm -hmm. but they never focused i think the this new batman movie is going to focus on his like more detective work and batman begins did not um, so I'm I'm interested in that angle. Yeah, and I think whether or not that was Paul Dano, Riddler, and like that weird like gas mask he set up, or if that's a different character and Paul Dano's on top of that, I, I don't know. But my worry with this movie is that they're overstuffing it a little bit. Right. You know, Colin Farrell in a fat suit. Can we talk um, about Colin Farrell for a second? And how much? Absolutely. I spent- Let's do it. Open it up. Two hours going down internet rabbit holes- trying to figure out who Colin Farrell actually looked like in the the penguin weird costume. Is he he's in a fat the, suit? He's not the Is penguin he? at that point. It doesn't matter. Like, he just looks so bad. Oh, no. And I not... forgot the guy's oh, name. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is, this is a he looks bad like... segue, Shailen. <laughs> so he looks like Carmine Falcone. Yes. From Batman Begins. I forget the actor's name. But it's not him. He's also in uh, Eternal Sunshine. No, it's not him. It's Colin Farrell. So I... And he also looks like... So uh, Father from the Wonder Years. The Dan dad Gloria. from the Wonder Years. Not him. <laughs> he also looked a little bit like Enrico Colantani, who of, was in Just Shoot Me. He's like he's always like a, a not a, an important character. Listeners hit us up. Hashtag Enrico Colantani. And then I finally figured it out. He looks like Richard Kind. That's who he looks from like. Spin yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's who he looks like. It doesn't look like Colin Farrell. It looks like Richard Kind, and I will not hear a word to tell me that that is not Richard Kind wearing weird contact lenses. See, when they announced the cast, I was cool with Pattinson as Batman, but when they did Farrell, I was like, no fucking way. He's not the Penguin. Richard Kind is the Penguin, and now everybody's on the bandwagon. Hashtag not my Penguin. 
But of course, internet reaction was split. You know, people, that's not Batman. And it's like, Jesus, this is a two minute trailer and it looks good. Like, let's try to enjoy things. And it made me think. Now, here comes a great A segue. It makes me think that we can't appreciate how good things are now. That's true. So I wanted to go back to the past when all we had were different kinds of bat men. But before we get there, something very important came up this week. Oh, and I want to address it. Oh, no. We, play, we played a game that Chalen put together called Is the Price Right? And we all had a good time. Good time was had by all. Nobody is. I, I enjoyed no, it. I nobody's won. disputing that. But I was alerted by an anonymous source that there were some inequities in the game, some things that were maybe misconstrued or called many things in the course. And I was presented with an audio file. And I was told that voices here have been altered to protect people. You know, we don't want to throw anybody under the bus. But I think that this is a mystery that needs to be opened one more time. You may be able to help solve a mystery. Dave, what do you think the seller ranked this inbox Swifty? Inbox or out of box? Out of box. Inbox Swifty. Out of box. The Masters of the Universe bought it's the Shira Princess of Power with the original Swift Wind horse. This person listed this horse at $37. What? Buy it now. The horse with oh. the, the Shira? No, it's just the horse. Just the horse. It's the Shira Princess of Power with the original Swift Wind horse. No, it's just the horse. Just the horse. Oh. Thanks for bringing up the fact that I often stutter. I really appreciate that. Thank you. I don't, or I read things out loud, and I don't think anybody said it was a stutter. I just think that that facts were misconstrued, or you know that you're dealing with a person who spazzes out and panics when she's reading. So thank you for bringing that to our listeners. Voices were altered to protect the innocent there, so nobody's nobody's they're not protecting anything. But let's talk about Batman some more. So this week we were talking about the new adventures of Batman and. This is a cartoon that I guess you could say is loosely based off of the Adam West Batman from the 60s. Was that a show that you guys watched? Yes. 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 It came up a lot. Um, uh, It was like Nickelodeon in like the afternoons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really enjoyed watching that and like figuring out why this was Batman. Yeah. (laughs) Especially Especially when I had like, it must have crossed over with the 1989 film. So I was like, wait, how does he be, he's like all dark and brooding in this movie, but he's dancing in this one? I don't get it. Yeah. And I think this was one of my earliest introductions to Batman, right? It Mm -hmm. was this sort of goofy, outlandish, lovingly paunchy Adam West thing. And it just, it didn't fit with the 89 movie. It fit a little bit with the comic books going on at the time, Batman comic books, famously tonally all over the place but it was a show that i really loved i was probably 15 when i realized the joker had a mustache throughout the yes, show very disturbing. and i've never recovered from that emotionally but like he he had a mustache that whole fucking what <laughs> i felt betrayed um you felt betrayed yes these sons it was of really bitches. weird by but whom? these motherfuckers the universe dave all of it mm-hmm. i'm so sorry 
no, I loved the show though. And I had no issue with reconciling that these are two different versions of the same thing. And I don't know why, because any other thing that it's like, here's a, here's a version of it and here's a different one. My brain starts spinning and I get like really anxious. But for some reason for Batman, I'm like, it's fine. So the Batman TV show with Mm -hmm. Adam West and Burt Ward ran from 1966 to 1968 and for a little bit there, it was a real pop culture phenomenon. Huge ratings. The movie kicked the thing off. It fell off pretty quickly, but it was so sort of fondly remembered for its campiness and, you know, just how insane it was that it had impact on DC Comics characters for decades, right? Almost immediately following this, all of the comics really took on this wacky bent. So read a DC comic that was put out in like 1975, and it feels a lot like that Batman TV show. Hmm. Just like wacky and weird and light in tone in a way that even like marvel was not really really bright colors Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um just like a lot of yeah a lot of slapstick going on yeah yeah Yeah. and they branched off in all these universes and it got so unwieldy and strange that dc essentially hit a reboot in the mid 80s with crisis on infinite earths maybe it was a little bit before that but the idea that they were resetting everything they were bringing a little more of that gritty tone that we know and love today But a big part of that, and where this comes in for us, is in the world of cartoons. There were approximately one million cartoons split between Hanna-Barbera and Filmation between the mid-60s and the mid-80s. That's so many. I'm going to read them to you. So we had The New Adventures of Superman, The Adventures of Superboy, The Superman-Aquaman Hour of Adventure, Aquaman, The Batman-Superman Hour, The Adventures of Batman, Super Friends, The New Adventures of Batman, The All-New Super Friends Hour, The Batman-Tarzan Adventure Hour, Challenge of the Super Friends, The Plastic Man Comedy Adventure Show, The World's Greatest Super Friends, Super Friends, Batman and the Super 7, The Kids Superpower Hour with Shazam, Super Friends, The Legendary Superpower Show, and The Superpower Team, Galactic Guardians. Some well-remembered, some not. About half of those are Super Friends offshoots. But... Just a lot of weird, wild stuff going with soups and bats in the gang. <laughs> and, and, the, and, bats. and the famous, memorable Plastic Man. I like Plastic Man. Plastic Man is one of my favorite DC characters. I've never heard of that. Oh, oh really? really? So Plastic Man yeah. is awesome. So he is, if you know Mr. Fantastic in the Marvel world, Plastic Man has the same power, so he's very stretchy. But he oh, also okay. wears like this red leotard, and he is... I'm not going to say Deadpool quippy because there's only one Deadpool, but he's very much like a Spider-Man quippy kind of character. So very smart alecky, sort of straddles the line between hero and villain. Good, mistreated character over time. Yeah. Okay. So pla- I thought he was cool. like, he, he was Plastic Man and he was just made out of the cheap plastic that crappy toys came in in the, <laughs> <No>. the mid nineties. <laughs> I wish. And he would just, and he would just kind of break. He's just so brittle. <laughs> yeah. His arm keeps falling off. It sucks. <laughs> Speaking of cheap. The New Adventures of Batman (laughs) is a Filmation joint, and we've talked about Filmation a bunch. We talked about Filmation last week. This is a Lou Scheimer joint, and this has all of the hallmarks of a Filmation production. So, like Every single one. Weird funk music, the weirdest, slowest animation you've ever seen, and a very, very, very limited cast. Can we discuss the cast for a second? We can, because you would think... Five people in a cast that's where I want to start. Show would say, wow, that's cheap. But they brought in Adam West and Burt Ward to voice these characters, to voice Batman yeah. and Robin. And 
they paid them exclusively in single malt scotch. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> so what I loved about this cast is that two exceptions, we have a lot of versatility, right? There's only one woman doing any voices mm-hmm. at all. She's She-Ra outside of this. Right. In the Batman universe, she's literally every single female character. That's right. Good on her. Sounds like your hero. <laughs> it's Melendi Britt. She's I not. Can be your hero, Shailen. Uh, my name so is Melendi Britt. <laughs> we have Lou Scheimer, who helped produce the show. Mm-hmm. And then we have HR Puff and stuff for every villain. Who did Scheimer voice in this? Was it another talking horse? He it was, was Batmite. <laughs> Oh, God. So, in a sense. So, yeah, kind (laughs) of. So, if you're wondering, did the producer of the show insist on being the voice of the worst character on this show who was in every episode? The Mm -hmm. answer is, uh uh-huh. He sure did. But his daughter's not in this one. So, there's that. There is that. So, only a little bit of nepotism. A little bit. (laughs) I was so excited to open up this IMDb page and just say, oh, so there's two actual voice actors, Batman and Robin, and then the producer. Here ends the list. It's my kind of production. <laughs> what else this has is one of my favorite things is like this weird soap opera-ish as the world turns competition between companies. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned Hanna-Barbera was making DC cartoons. Filmation was. DC licensed it out to both. So what would happen is Hanna-Barbera would be making a show and Filmation would make a competing show. So this show was (laughs) produced concurrently with Super Friends. For the Filmation production, you had Adam West and Burt Ward. The Super Friends, Batman and Robin, were voiced by the actors who had previously done it on the Batman Superman Hour. Okay. But Batman Super Hour was a Filmation show. And that was... This, Casey so, Kasem, right? Casey Kasem he was one of them. Yeah. So they moved yeah. from the Filmation show over to the Hanna-Barbera show when they were replaced by Adam West and Burt Ward. I want to know what those contract negotiations were like. Like, did Filmation come in and say, hey, guys, you've been great, but you're being replaced by, you know, these more famous people? Mm-hmm. Or did they go to Hanna-Barbera and say, Lick, listen, our contract is over. So if you want to steal this entity, we come as a pair. Right. I don't know. And I think it's all the licensing stuff, right? Because Hanna-Barbera had such characters as the Scarecrow and the Riddler. Filmation had rights to the Joker. They split it? They split it. Yeah. Huh. The other thing is uh, Filmation in the the opening credits, you have a shot of a guy in a pink, like, you know, leotard with a question mark on him. He's not the Riddler. (laughs) Not the Riddler. Riddler was green. See, it's different. He's the questioner. Yeah. The jokester. <laughs> He's mystery man. <laughs> In some ways, this show does feel like a spiritual successor to the to the Batman live action show. The, the villain we're going to talk about, Sweet Tooth, is one of them. It's kind of wacky, but it doesn't have Alfred. It doesn't have Aunt Harriet. Mm-hmm. Commissioner Gordon is a big character in this show where he was not in the live action show. And then you get Batmite. Freaking... Batmite. We're going to talk a lot about Batmite. Batmite was in the live action. He was like the uh, the, the hallucination that oh, Bruce okay. Wayne would have when he would drop acid. Was he the Irish stereotype cop? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chief O'Hara, I believe, was that guy. That was Chief thing. O'Hara. Yeah. So let's spend a second talking about Batmite, and then we'll spend many more minutes talking about Batmite. So the character of Batmite, 
is similar to the Superman character, and I'm going to butcher this because that's sort of the gimmick of it, Mr. Mixelplistic. Mixias Pidlick. Hashtag Mixelplistic. Mixias Pidlick. <laughs> so Batmite is a very similar char- character to that in the Batman universe. So he did appear in the comics. Okay. He showed up in 1959 in the comic books, was retired in 1964. When Five he, years too late. When then DC wanted to get more serious and look look where they were in the mid-70s. So he was retired in 1964. By the time this cartoon was made, he hadn't been seen in a decade. But Filmation, in all of their intelligent glory, thought, Batman and Robin, wacky character characters, not enough. We have to bring in this alien character who has magic and worships Batman. The Flintstones had great kazoo. Like, let's. <laughs> yeah. We need to give Batman one of those. And uh, uh, also, it's it's like that monkey that was in um the Super Friends episode we yes. we watched. Yep. Or Mister Mister Cool and Happy Days. Fonz and the Happy yeah, Days gang. Yeah. Like, cartoon companies never learn. If you're li- doing these cartoons, the characters are the characters. You don't need like a Poochie. Scrappy Doo. Scrappy Doo, maybe the worst of all. He is voiced by the same person. Really. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mentioned that there were a lot of cartoons. Most of them didn't run for terribly long. This is no different. So this was one season, 16 episodes. And then Adam West ran out of scotch, so he couldn't couldn't record (laughs) anymore. They had to shut shut the production down. (laughs) The episode we're talking about here is- The bottle's empty. I'm going home. Shailen's dad (laughs) is A Sweet Joke on Gotham City. Now, A Sweet Joke on Gotham City was written by Mark Fink. This was only his second TV writing gig. So he'd go on to do a couple of cartoons, a lot of sitcoms, but we've talked about Mark Fink before, and this blew my ever-loving mind today. Mark Fink is the creator of Hangtime? What? Yeah. <laughs> so the guy who wrote this fucking weird show about chocolate syrup created Hangtime? The teen basketball sitcom? <laughs> we got this guy, he's coming in to pitch a show. What's his credentials? Well, he worked on um an episode of Batman, the animated series. Oh, that's a really good one. No, 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 no. The one from 1977. Oh, I don't even remember that. What's his name? Uh, Mark Fink. (laughs) Hire him. He's in. This is, I love the idea, and I've made this up. This is totally fabricated, but they asked him, like, what's your greatest strength? And he says, I've learned from my mistakes. And I promise in this live action TV show about teenage kids playing basketball, I will not include Batmite. And they were like, you've got the job. This is an elaborate <laughs> scenario you've crafted. You did it. <laughs> I have a lot of time in my brain. Apparently. So it wasn't, you know, the racists in the, the Thunderdome that broke me. It was Mark Fink. <laughs> so it's a big Mark accomplishment for Fink. Mark Fink. Exact air date's a little hard to come by in the 70s here. I'm estimating it came out around March 3rd, 1977. wonder what was going on back then. Holy context, Batman. See, now that, that is an intro. Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. So I can't find weekly box office numbers until May of 1977 when Star Wars released and was number one for like 150 straight weeks. But I did find a few movies that released in March of 77. So we had The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Okay. Pretty inoffensive. You'd think. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Cancel culture has taken down a... It's taken down 1977 poo. Can't watch that one on Disney+. Plus. We had <laughs> Airport 77, and we had Jabberwocky. So it wasn't all bad. I did find some interesting items for purchase. 
Kids in 77 had it a little different. Then again, this was pre-Star Wars toys. This was the first year of the Atari 2600. Nice. So they sort of king of the consoles before the Nintendo. Kids could also get an official Farrah Fawcett beanbag chair. <laughs> Is it shaped what would you like do to Farrah that? Fawcett? Yeah. This was the precursor to, are, are you guys familiar with the, the Waifu pillow? No. So this is a yes. big thing in, in uh, anime and manga culture. It is a body pillow that is shaped and looks like a cartoon character. And Vegeta from Dragon Ball. It could be. Uh, Waifu yeah. is, and again, my knowledge here is a little loose, like a character you want to wife up. So you, you snuggle the pillow. Oh. It's, not like, it's not like a sex thing, but it certainly could be. Well, it doesn't have like a pocket. That you would thrust into, Shailen. Oh, well, the, thank God it doesn't GFE. include mm-hmm. a pocket. Mm-hmm. That really makes it less weird. Yeah, it does. The old dick pocket. So I, I can't even imagine how you'd snuggle with this beanbag chair. You ever sit in a beanbag chair? How do you get out of those things? I don't get it. When it's shaped like Farrah Fawcett, you don't. <laughs> I am so uncomfortable. Listeners, we want to hear your best beanbag chair experience. Hashtag beanbag party. And one final thing I want to bring up here is the King Kong ski mask and gloves. So Go on. <laughs> it, it's like a fur-covered ski mask and fur-covered gloves. This is the <laughs> description from the Sears catalog. Keep warm while entertaining or terrorizing your friends. Check that. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So I feel good about that. I, that's good. I, I would need one of those because I'm always terrorizing my friends yeah. in the winter. Never sure. in the summer, but only in the winter. Winter is terror time. It's true. Yeah. So I was sorely tempted here to just pull, you just convert the video file to MP3 and just play all 22 and a half minutes because the show is so rich and so insane and there's so much going on. But let's start with the introduction. And there's not a song here per se, but this is about a minute. I'm going to let it play out and then we can talk about it because I think it is one of the wilder intros that we've ever done. Bat fans, this is Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder and me too, Batmite welcoming you to the new adventures of Batman watch us wage our never ending battle of good versus evil ride with us as we chase the greatest array of villains the world has ever seen, proving that crime does not pay get set for thrills and action Join me, Batman, and me, Robin the Boy Wonder, and Batgirl, and me too, Batmite, in the super new adventures of Batman. This was so weird. <laughs> so and me, Batgirl. They introduced themselves and me, multiple times. Batman. <laughs> The way they introduce themselves is like Batman and Robin would be on screen. Me, Batman, and me, Robin. And then the camera would pan. And me, Batgirl. (laughs) So you had two introductions. You had the title card shown no less than three times. And my understanding of the Batman character is Batman is one word, right? Sometimes you might see capital B, capital M. Sometimes you might see B-A-T dash. The way it's presented here is Bat is on the left screen. There's about three feet of space, and then man is on the right side. <laughs> Not too used to seeing bat. Man. They typed out Adam West's intonation. Yeah. yeah. 
It sounds like the poorly constructed radio spots that are taken from a TV commercial script. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what have you got there on that green plate you're holding? And it like it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not natural yeah. in any way. It's like, I need the audience to understand that I'm looking at your green plate. <laughs> Denver Broncos. I'm Batman. <laughs> and this started a trend here. So the voices are Adam West and Burt Ward. And I would say that Robin more or less looks like Robin did in the 60s version, despite the fact that Burt Ward was in his 30s here. Except for his weird eyebrow. That dented into his face in the animation. It was very alarming. I didn't notice that. I heavily noted it. I see. Are you crying? No. You look like you're sad. It's okay. It's, I can't believe you didn't notice his eyebrows. This Thunderdome really hit us all hard. Um, but <laughs> This dented eyebrow really triggered you. Batman and Bruce Wayne looked <laughs> nothing like Adam West. Now, you know, people lovingly look back at that Adam West Batman, right? And obviously it was very silly, but, you know... He's a dude, right? Like, he's not, like, a fat dude, but he wasn't in, like, amazing shape. This Batman is, like, every Batman you've ever seen. Like, jet to the gills, square jaw. He was so amplified. What do they call it? Glow up? Mm -hmm. He was so glowed up that he looked like Clark Kent. Like, he, he ceased Hashtag to look like up. Batman. It was an amazing intro. And there was a song later, and we'll get to it at the end here. But let's get into the actual episode. So we're in Commissioner Gordon's office, right? So Commissioner Gordon is there, and Barbara is there. Now, Barbara Gordon is Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Here she is the DA or the assistant, assistant DA, DA. Assistant DA. So she also plays Batgirl. Not that the commissioner knows that. Also in the commissioner's office, for no reason that is ever explained, are Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. Not Batman and Robin, just Bruce and Dick. They're just hanging out with the police commissioner. I mean- Richest man in Gotham and his ward. ward. <laughs> Hanging out with the police. It, it checks out, you know? We have all these stories about millionaires and their inappropriateness, and here we are. So they get a valentine. This is true. <laughs> they get a special valentine from the villain Sweet Tooth. Now, Sweet Tooth, who we'll meet in a minute here, is an amazing villain, created specifically for this show. This felt very much like the live-action show, where just these weird villains of the week would show up that you would never see in the comics. But he's a fat dude with a captain's hat, pink hair, a purple sweatshirt, and he sends like a tape recorder TV valentine. It sounds like this. This is a special valentine from the Sweet Tooth. From the Sweet Tooth. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day, Gotham City. <laughs> I couldn't let this day go by without a token of my appreciation. <laughs> oh, hi. How are you? <laughs> I thought that this was supposed to be a send-up of Charles Nelson Riley. Uh -huh. But it's not. It actually came out later that Lenny Weinrib, who is the voice actor, was doing a send-up of Paul Lind. Paul Lind was oh, yes. Uncle Arthur from Bewitched. And he, in the original Hollywood Squares, he was very often the center square. That makes sense. So uh, you can kind of see that voice and in, in, intonation come through. What you don't see come through here is any kind of a plan from Sweet Tooth. So he just sends this note and he's like, I wanted to send a valentine. And then they're like, oh, shit, something He's is evil as fuck. Something is sour in Gotham City. <laughs> is it Valentine's Day or did he just send a valentine? It never comes up again, but let's Unknown. go with it's Valentine's Day. What is up with superhero shows that we've watched recently that just introduce a holiday for no reason and it's then just abandon it in two minutes? <laughs> Spider-Man did it with New Year's and New Year's Day and New Year's Eve. Like, and this is doing Valentine's Day. I am, I'm broken. 
it's an easy in for a script, I feel like, to be like, so. all right, the setting is throw the dart at the board. Halloween. It, yeah, I think it's just it's a way to get into the episode and then it's quickly You could have just said like, oh, he sent a ransom note. Oh, he sent a note to Commissioner Gordon. But well, then it's not sweets. As it turns out, the note that he sent is completely meaningless. Yes. As we'll get to in a second here. So yeah, it's just it's a flimsy opening. It's a great introduction to Sweet Tooth, who we meet now because he's in a boat in the sewers with three kids. Now Ugh. these kids, oh boy, they are fucking grotesque. So you've got one that looks like fat shaggy from right. Scooby Doo. You've got one that looks like Louis Anderson. And then you have a girl. You have a girl. Who looks exactly the same as Louis Anderson. Who looks like Spencer Breslin. <laughs> <laughs> but with missing teeth. They all have missing teeth. My question to you, are these really children? I think so. Because... Where, where do they come from? Yeah, why and Why does he... If, if they are, there's something like... Really there's something, icky. yeah, creepy going yeah. on there's, there. There's two things that I came up with to make sense of it. And the reason I say that they're kids is because at the end, they are going to be like retaught to be in part of society in the detention center. They're not going to yes. Gotham City okay. Jail. Okay. So they look like Sweet Tooth. I think it is possible he bedded mm-hmm. a woman and this is the results. I mean, they're actually his kids. I think they're his kids. Okay, because there are other kids later. Do you think he has more kids? I think that it might be sort of like Fagin's Boys, where it's like, uh, you know, there's just like... First thing I was thinking of, listeners, hit us up, hashtag Fagin's Boys. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> In the musical Oliver, they're the pickpockets. Ah, of course. Orphans, runaways. Hashtag Fagin's Boys. <laughs> kids without an adult or anyone to take care of them. Of and course. here comes Sweet Tooth, and they do his bidding, and in exchange, he you gives them used, sweets. You could have used like Lost Boys or... But Lost Boys didn't have a grown-up. Right, but they had, had Hook, and he could have been there growing up. But he wasn't. Listeners, if you think Captain Hook got a bad rap, hit us up. Hashtag hooked. So here's the plan in a nutshell from Sweet Tooth. <laughs> nutshell. Hmm, this is chocolate syrup. I control the entire water system with this electronic computerized lock. Ah! So it took me a couple of views to understand what the hell was going on. He goes to a pipe, and he puts in a single pill. And somehow this turns all of Gotham City's water supply into chocolate syrup. That is correct, yeah. Ben. And do you not know how that works? That you idiot. That is, it's that's how Nesquik works. I've seen Tim Burton's Willy Wonka movie two, three hundred times. The <laughs> science it it wasn't making sense to me. That's all I can say. Big deep Roy guy. This really encapsulates what this period was for DC, right? Like it wasn't. You know, the city's being held for ransom and I'm killing a guy every 20 minutes or we're going to blow up a building. It's we replaced your water supply with chocolate syrup. What I liked is the urgency that Batman and Robin had to fix this issue in spite of the fact that they kept referring to it as a prank. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because the next thing we see, it's Bruce and Dick and they're standing in a park, right? And it, it In the goes, middle of the night. In the middle of the night. It goes like this. Sweet Tooth has kept us waiting for six hours now. That must be some prank. Holy Tooth Decay, Bruce. This is chocolate syrup. Okay, okay. Here's the thing. Holy Tooth Decay. (laughs) The Holy Tooth Decay. I went back because I immediately went, wait a minute. What were they waiting for? Why were they in the park? And I thought, oh, it must have been brought up in that initial scene. So I went back and rewatched it. 
where it was not brought up. Sweet Tooth's demands were not brought up. A timetable was not brought up. There was no mention of chocolate syrup, I think, right? There was no mention of Bruce or Dick having to do anything. So as far as I know, they were just hanging out there of their own accord. Just strolling in the park. Vigilantes. (laughs) It was so weird. (laughs) I, I was like mystified by this. Like, you couldn't have written, send two citizens with a million dollars in a in a trash can but no it's just they were just waiting there for six hours apparently for nothing their own satisfaction when he takes a sip from the from the 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 water fountain and it it, and he says this is chocolate syrup it was like were you doubting (laughs) that that it was like and when did that happen or you know just three seconds earlier like hey this tastes like chocolate syrup to be fair Oh, oh, it is chocolate syrup. It's brown water coming out of pipes, so I would think shit water immediately. Later on, a fire hydrant bursts, and it looks like refried beans or diarrhea. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I don't know. I can only imagine there was a cutscene, and they were like, oh, it will be difficult to animate this. Let's just cut it out and not bother. What about the script? Who cares? What you do get here is... A bunch of kids frolicking around a fountain that's just shooting out chocolate syrup. And a kid starts licking his lips. It's fucking gross. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) It It is like so nasty. It's so weird. Yeah. Kids Um, love chocolate. And it's the middle of the night. So, like, they're, I think, anyway, it it looks dark out. And, like, all of a sudden, the kids are there and Batman just overreacts. We have to, those kids are going to get unhealthy. We've got to help the children. It's crazy. So they go to the Batcave, right? And now they're Batman and Robin. They're getting, you know, they're getting their elbows a little dirty. They're working in the Batmobile. Pass me the bat oil, Robin. Check, Batman. Hi, Batman. Batmite, what are you doing there? Give me the bat oil, Robin. Check. (laughs) Check, Batman. So Batmite shows up, right? And he, (laughs) Jesus. He wants to help, and he's floating around, and he's in like this weird, fucked up Batman costume. Right. And Batman's like, no, 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 Batmite, it's not going to happen. So Batmite goes to Batman's utility belt and releases some kind of gas, which makes Batman and Robin cough. So You've done it again, Batmite. <laughs> you did it again, Batmite? Sorry, Batman. I, I didn't mean it. I was only trying to help. You've helped enough for one day, little fella. You've helped enough for one day. It just turns into John Wayne all of a sudden. You, <laughs> yes. You helped, one, you helped enough for one day, partner. This is so wild. So <laughs> they're driving. Now they're just driving aimlessly around the city, right? They don't know where they're going. They leave Batmite behind. The music is this weird fucking funk mix. And then, oh boy, so much happens here. Let's listen and then we'll talk through it. This is incredible. That blasted Batmite! Batman, look! Holy heavy rocks, Batman! Alright, so Bat- <laughs> Batmite, Batmite appears in front of the Batmobile, right? So they have to swerve. So they swerve to a stop, but where they would have gone, this big, huge thing plops on the ground. And I found myself thinking, boy, what is that? That looks like something. Fortunately, Robin is able to tell us. It's a giant, soft, caramel candy, Batman. Obviously from Sweet Tooth. It's a giant, soft, caramel Batman. <laughs> Obviously <laughs> from Sweet Tooth. Obviously <laughs> from Sweet Tooth. Refill my glass, Robin. Robin. Oh, yeah, Robin. Get some ice in this. This is right after they had driven by the previously mentioned refried beans spewing fire hydrant. It's just, oh my God, it's so fucking crazy. 
They're, they they had a handmade chocolate, and they were like, "Let's time. use the poopiest brown we can think of to like come out of this fire hydrant here. We need to make it look like a spray of diarrhea." Yeah. Robin's like, "Well, Bat Mite was trying to help us," and he goes, "But that's not the way." <laughs> so angry. <laughs> it's true. But you know what? So they realize that they're in trouble because this big giant caramel tried to crush them. But they're still not sure what's going on. Fortunately, there's a note. I'm up here, suckers. <laughs> That's right. Up here, suckers. <laughs> so there was a note on the caramel. Like, like perfectly it was, it was pinned. Like pinned <laughs> yeah. And After it exploded. Now, what was Sweet Tooth's plan? Sweet Tooth was waiting there. On top of a skyscraper for Batman and Robin to come by. That's correct. And he would have had to have known the terminal velocity when he kicked this caramel block off so that it would land and not crush them because he needed them to see the note for the next part of the plan. Are you trying to tell me that you don't believe a villain of Sweet Tooth's character, Caliber? Caliber. Caliber. We'll go with that one. Um, Could calculate... The terminal velocity Cam- of a giant soft caramel candy. Batman. So Sweet Tooth finally has a pun. Right? Mm-hmm. He's up here suckers and he's licking the lollipop. He talks like he has a pun or a clever joke. Like the way he delivers yeah. every line. It's like, <laughs> did I miss a pun? No. Did he say something about like chocolate? And it's like, no, he didn't. He's just saying like, I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> I believe I have it's three like, examples okay. of this coming up. It's this exact thing okay, where good, I was like, good, good, good. what the fuck is he talking about? I love this scene so much. I really enjoyed this. It was so weird and just there was so much going on and you were just bouncing from thing to thing and each thing was more insane than the last. That's true. It's crazy, but it gets better. So another Hallmarker filmation shows is it's not enough to show the action, right? Everything needs these weird, wacky sound effects like this. The sound effects, of course, Batman and Robin throwing their batarangs and walking up a building. (laughs) Usually Batman shoots the grappling hook out of his gun, right? right? And it can go really far. He just throws this. He's like Ken Griffey Jr. out in center field, just chucking the thing over the roof (laughs) of this skyscraper. It's amazing. No wonder he's a superhero. So much of the show Mm -hmm. gets to the reasons that I always dismiss Batman as the best DC character. Like, whoa, whoa. I would have put on the hot take alert button if I knew this was coming. You could have hit it. Mm-hmm. So I I love the Batman movies, but as a comic book character and in the TV show, he's too good at detective work and mm-hmm. he's too super for someone whose superpower is being rich. It frustrates the hell out of me. And, you know, there's also... You're always saying that. I well, we'll see Batman come on screen and she's just like rubbing her temples. Oh, it's frustrating the hell out of me. Like he should struggle a little bit. Struggles all the time. He had his fucking back broken for God's sake. His parents died. I'm saying in the movies, it's different from the rest of this character. His parents died. Uh-huh. And his superpower should be. Oh my God. <laughs> Cold. His uh, superpower should be having parents. He doesn't. So who is the most compelling DC character? I didn't you? say compelling. Who's the okay. best DC character? I, you already know the answer to this. Who's the best DC character? I like the Flash comics. They're funny. 
Yeah, doesn't struggle enough. The Flash runs fast. That's correct. But you know what? When, super speed. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying is they stick to when he has to solve a problem with his superpowers, the solution is going fast. Whereas with Batman in this instance, instead of using a it's tool using his that he- wit in his tools. No, he throws a the battery. he invented. He throws something and it goes, it's like his arm is suddenly like machine powered. That's what I'm saying. He isn't actually a superhero in that sense, but they give him the strength and speed and acrobats to do that. That's acrobatics. Like people come up to me and they're like, they pull me aside in the street. We're all wearing masks. And they say, Ben, you know who the best DC character is? Superman. And I'm like, this motherfucker, you just get to hit him with a rock? Where's the struggle? Where's the given the take? God That's damn it. not what I'm saying. And you're intentionally misunderstanding me and it's making me mad. <laughs> I haven't seen you this mad since the last time Batman appeared on our television. When you were frustrated as hell. Yeah. And you weren't going to take it anymore. He's not Superman. He shouldn't be able to throw shit like he is. In this cartoon? Or in general? In general. No, he's he's good. He has aim. He could have been Roger Clemens. Jesus Christ. Fastball like you wouldn't believe. I'm moving on now. Fine. Whatever. Dave, who's the best DC character? Aquaman. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Can speak to fish. <laughs> strong, strong character. Much better than uh, Sub- Submariner. Mm-hmm. That is true, but... Yeah, Can't yeah, confirm. Yeah. Batman is my favorite DC character, so I, I sure. don't know if Shailen and I could be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but a second is Green Lantern. I think Green Lantern is really fun, especially the uh, the, the the more, more recent, more recent stuff. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a fair point. What about you? I like Batman. Because I like that he's rich and he can throw things real far. Who's your second? <laughs> um, who is my second? So many DC characters are fucking lame. Um, I like Booster Gold. Okay. But again, that's he's like a rich guy. Right. So. But he has powers at least. Like he can time travel. But there's not powers. He's just got like technology. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. We're fucking mess here. I also like Dr. Fate. Oh, Doctor Fate and, and Hawkman are going to be in that Black Adam movie anyway. That that's good news, but we, we're we're past that. Back to this fucking mess. So they climb the building, and Sweet Tooth greets them with one of his his witty puns. I'm glad you came. I love suckers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay. So then he tells them that unless the city pays five million dollars, they won't get the water back. So he, I guess he really wasn't trying to kill them. And then Robin says, that's a lot of jelly beans. And, <laughs> and Sweet Tooth is so offended by this. Prison will do you good. You can learn a trade, something you can get your sweet tooth into. That's not funny, boy blunder. He immediately raises the ransom by double because of that <laughs> bad joke. So funny. Do you think you're going to learn a trade that Bruce Wayne owned stock in private prisons? Yes. And that's why... Is that why you hate him? Is Bruce, Wayne, Bruce Wayne one of these QAnon guys? Maybe. Maybe. Insider trading? Yeah, could be. I'm just saying, De- like... Definite Trumper. Definite Trumper. Yeah, For sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then Sweet Tooth tells them that the ledge they're standing on is Graham Cracker, and then the ledge How breaks. How did he do that? It's was actually it, made was of Graham Cracker. Was it actually made of Graham Cracker? Yeah. I had, this was the question yeah. I had. Okay. It's animated like a crumbling cracker. Do you think he was like making a metaphor? Like this is a really thin ledge. It's, yeah. made out of, it's almost like it's made out of graham cracker. As I will do in all things, go back to Batman 89. Towards the end of the movie, they're all out on the edge of the cathedral and the Joker notices that like the ledge is crumbling. So he starts like stomping it to shit. 
I thought that's what I thought that it was just an old building. I didn't realize it was literally graham cracker. Literally. And so that was his plan was to drop the giant caramel, mm-hmm. lure them up, and then have them fall to off their deaths. The graham cracker yes. crust. Yes, that's correct. After he okay. told them the ransom scheme, and they had yet to tell anyone about it. Right. But the good news is there's always an awning, and in this case, Batman hits a button on his utility belt. And an awning pops out of the Batmobile. <laughs> they bounce off it and then slowly do a front roll onto a building. Trampoline. Uh, I love the the line of dialogue. It's like Robin, remember your and I thought he was going to say training because he trains Robin to be a you know right. in, in the right. ways of ninjutsu uh, in crime fighting. In this one, he's like. Robin, remember your gymnastics. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> remember your gymnastics. So Batmite tries to help catch Sweet Tooth. Things go awry. What do you think you're doing, Batmite? You see, I told you I could do dangerous jobs. Great balls of gravity, Batman. <laughs> so Bat. <laughs> so Batmite falls seemingly to his death, but then he like he poofs and he can fly, and things are fine. One thing I noticed here, as Robin and Batman were kind of scooting around, Robin's got some nice games. He his has legs, legs, some legs were legs. tight. Yeah, they were tight. Do those great games, they lead to some great balls, Batman. <laughs> some great balls of gravity. So Batman decides they need to go see Barbara. Because Barbara, in her role as the DA or Batgirl, one or the other, she has this, this crime computer. And they want to analyze the weakness to Sweet Tooth. Three ounces of flour... A cup of sugar, six ounces of chocolate, a pound of marshmallows, some fudge, jelly. Sounds like a recipe. It is. A cookie? Not just a cookie. A chocolate fudge marshmallow jelly cookie. That's it. Marshmallow fudge. Fudge jelly. It's like jelly cookie. and angry. Yeah. Well, I would be terrified too. If you went to a computer and said, "What was what was the weakness?" and then the computer just it made a cookie for you, yeah, this would famously be ripped off later in the Santa Claus, where the elves designed the CD dispenser, the cocoa cookie dispenser, and they would just spit out cookies. (laughs) (laughs) It's also Noel in the second season, maybe the first season of Remington Steel. There's a whole episode. (laughs) Thanks, Judge Reynolds. I'm sorry, what would happen in Remington Steel? There's a whole episode dedicated to a cookie recipe. Mm-hmm. And at the end, the punchline is that the goat eats. Was it Remington Steel or was it Scarecrow? The, go- the goat Mrs. Tom King? Brady, big ups. It might have been Scarecrow, Mrs. King. Now, anyway, I, a goat eats the cookie recipe. I've watched a lot of James Bond movies over the last few months, and I haven't seen James Bond cars spit out any cookies. So in the eternal battle of Batman versus James Bond, Batman wins. Eat shit, Great Britain. You know what I'm saying? Her Majesty's Secret Shit Service. Because the yeah. best DC Brexit character left. reigns supreme. <laughs> I, did, I did like that Brexit joke. So anyway, so they go to a dump, right? Where they put a present on a fishing pole. So Batgirl and Batman and Robin. And Sweet Tooth and his kids drive up in a candy cane striped van. It looks a lot like Michael Jackson's penis, or so I've been told. But what's really noteworthy here is the music. I don't know if you guys heard this. International sensation Peter Frampton lent a little little soundtrack. I've got a plan. Bow, 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 bow. 
Do you feel? Do do you feel? So, (laughs) hey, Gotham. (laughs) Do you feel? What was the show? The show was a fever dream. So, Sweet Tooth shows up, and he opens the box, and the money is in the box. Along, you didn't get the. Oh, did you? Did you not get the whisper? No, Batman. Adam West has this amazing stage whisper. They're like all set up around the box, and Barbara Gordon's wondering, like, is it going to work? And he's like, shh quiet he's going to be here soon or something (laughs) i will plug it in right here i sure hope this works don't worry batgirl we've got the right bait all we have to do is reel in the fish wow (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny a question batman sucks sure so we know that Sweet Tooth is using a computerized remote control combination lock. They only tell you 30 or 40 times, yes. We have the technology to analyze Sweet Tooth's greatest weakness and print out a recipe, and we have the ability to to create that recipe and make cookies from it. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Why did no one think to use Bruce Wayne's money and intellect to create a hack for the remote control. Because then we as the viewers wouldn't be able to enjoy what we were watching. I feel like it would have been as effective to have him like working in the Batcave, feverishly trying out like different Mm -hmm. things without the cookies. What you're doing is bringing logic in. And that is the beauty of the Batman character, right? This is what you're not grasping is that he wants he just wills things to happen as batman because he can be both batman and bruce wayne he can save chase and robin edward nigma <laughs> enigma when did batman forever become like the touchstone of this show <laughs> uh, about three and a half weeks ago yeah. we watched it yeah yeah long before um it, like i love your idea of like a fun cartoon show and is like a problem happens and they solve it immediately <laughs> Are you telling me you didn't enjoy the, the the twisting route we took here? I just... Your Batman prejudices are really souring you in a, in a mystifying kind of way. And they're really shining through. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a little embarrassing. I'm sorry. I, I just feel like this cartoon highlights the weaknesses of the character for me or what I perceive as weaknesses sure. so much that I, can't, I keep focusing on them. Overall, like I don't dislike Batman. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why they made cookies instead of just fixing the fucking problem. Do you know why The Flash never really lasts as a, as a show? Because the solution to everything is run fast. Like at least with this, it's creative. If, practical, if, reasonable solutions if the to tangible sweet problems. Tooth was a Flash villain. Flash would have waited for him to pick it up, and then Flash would have run fast and caught him. That and, is correct. And I would have yawned and been like one star. But that's not what happens. Why didn't the Flash just like dash through his enemies? Like just exploded them. So if the comic series, The Boys, which has been made into an Amazon show that seems good, but I'm I'm having trouble getting into it. There is a character who does that. That's actually the impetus for the whole series. So there's a superhero group called The Seven. And I can't remember the character's name, but there's a character named Huey who's just like he's a dude. And his girlfriend is run through by like the Flash Ugh. corollary. He's just left holding her arms. It's it's fucking brutal. <laughs> well, I wish I had an original idea. That nothing. No, there are no original ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, it's been done. Yeah, that's life sometimes. Hashtag creative block. So 
He opens the box and he's eating the cookies. Shailen, I'm sorry. It's what happened. It's okay. He's well, eating the cookies. I got to report on what happened. I can't, yeah, that's I fine. can't live in this fantasy world where Bruce Wayne's just greasing palms. I can't he's do it. fixing problems. I can't do it. So speaking at the RNC. So <laughs> he's eating the cookies and then Batman hits a button on the fishing rod. So most fishing rods come with like a reel. Batman's has a button. So he pushes a button and this pops a net out of the box. <laughs> Next to cover sweet tooth. I don't think this is how a fishing rod works. The net comes out of the box or from the bottom of the box and then it goes over Over sweet tooth and drapes over him. And it manages to not displace any of the cookies. Well, because he's he's guarding those cookies with his fucking life. They're his weakness. That's fair. That's fair. That's logic I can actually understand. That's logic you can buy. So they've got sweet tooth now. Now sweet tooth is in prison. And he's being interrogated by Gordon and Barbara to give up the lock. And then he escapes. Why, it's a giant gumball. (laughs) So long, suckers. Guards, guards. You can tell Commissioner Gordon's really upset. Guards. 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 A big gumball comes through and it breaks the bars. And then Sweet Tooth's kids are equipped to fly a helicopter and they they drag him out of there. That's correct. Have you guys noticed that this plot is exactly beat for beat the same plot as The Dark Knight? It does have a lot of similarities, yes. Hmm. Charismatic leader, interested in chaos. Lots of followers, Mm -hmm. you know, dressed like him and start to take on his his values. (laughs) I will say, The Dark Knight does something that is different from this and from many of the, the storybook versions in that they have the holding cell in a smart location. Uh, right. Here, for some reason, they have him directly next to a window with walls that can be knocked down. Well, this was the pirate prison gum. from like 1675. Right. I always marvel well, at the the storybook version of yeah. Batman because there is literally a skylight in every museum and every bank. And I'm always like, holy shit, the glass companies in Gotham City are making bank on these criminals. It is awesome. Here's the interesting thing about the Sweet Tooth character to me, is that his schemes don't seem terribly nefarious. I thought here that this gumball was actually like a cannonball, right? Like that would make sense. Sure. But as we see later on, and we'll discuss a lot of these things, he just seems to have like big items of food. Yeah. It's just food. <laughs> it's just yeah. food. I thought like the ice cream was going to like freeze them. Or that the cherry that he throws was a bomb, but it wasn't. It was just yeah, a cherry. Yeah, it was or, a big cherry. Or, or, <laughs> he's got like, God, I don't know, like um, the caramel or, or, or whatever is like super hot and it's going to melt them or something. Yeah. Nah. Nope. No. He just likes candy. Anyway, here's how Commissioner Gordon reacts. Sweet tooth loyal kids always seem to lower themselves to the occasion. That's like a sweet tooth line, Dave. Like, was that a pun? Is that a short joke? Like, I don't know what that was. What that is? Is it because they so. lowered a rope or they? Went oh, down maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Something? I have no idea. I, 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 and I refuse to go back to the visual and, and yeah, check it out. yeah. I'm not checking it out again. But so he's gone. Batman and Robin have set up cameras in the sewer. Mm-hmm. and they see Sweet Tooth immediately, and it's reused animation because it's Sweet Tooth and the kids in the boat again. And here, the grossest thing in the world happens. <laughs> hey, look, Sweet Tooth, I lost another one. A few more, and I'm going to look just like you. <laughs> oh, handsome devil. <laughs> this kid loses a fucking tooth. It breaks oh, out of so his mouth. Gross. It's disgusting. Accurate. I hated it. This so I thought Sweet Tooth just had like one giant buck tooth. 
in front of other teeth. Yeah, yeah. Like he had just, but his one tooth just kind of protruded out. Yes. But apparently he just has one tooth mm-hmm. and it's his sweet tooth. And his, the kids have like three tooth. teeth. Yeah, it's, it's fucking weird. It's so gross. It it's is nasty. so gross. It gets much, much grosser in a little bit here. Yep. So Batmite appears as Batmite will do. He's dressed like Sherlock Holmes. He wants to go with them. Batman, not terribly receptive to this. Sorry, Batmite, but it's no go. It's no go, Batmite. So they go into the Sorry, Batmite. <laughs> and they're chasing the Sweet Tooth boat and the Bat boat. Batman stands up, and instead of a Batarang, he has a big boomerang. The Batarang, famously a boomerang that's shaped like a bat. That's right. And it's very compelling. But here, Batman just throws a big boomerang, and Batmite jumps on it and he fucks it up, and then Sweet Tooth notices them, and here he comes up with the sickest burn I've ever heard. Ever. Oh, the Batarang. It almost got my computer lock. I smell a rat man. Fucking nail him to the wall, King. Holy shit. A rat man. A rat man. I love this. So. (laughs) Oh, boy. Should have gone with Scat Man. That would have been good, too. Uh, Scat Man Crothers. Shailen, what's a Mm. disparaging name you've called Batman in your many tirades against them? I don't dislike Batman. I'm just pointing out inconsistencies. Crap, man. Crap, man. More, like, more like bat patriarchy. That's right. I mean, that's true, but beside the point. So Sweet Tooth turns into a sub and he goes underground. Now they're outside and they're outside and Sweet Tooth's boat sends out like this white viscous stuff. You might think it's oil or some kind of explosive foam, but... Holy banana splits! It's marshmallow topping, Batman! No wonder. And this marshmallow topping instantly stops the bat boat. It gums up the works. It gummed up worse than our mixer when I spilled the coffee on it. (laughs) (laughs) Just instantaneously dead. But then Sweet Tooth shoots nuts, and he makes a point of shooting nuts at the boat. The nuts do nothing. I I was thinking the nuts were- You can't have a Sunday without the nuts. He's blasting nuts out there. And I was like, are the nuts bullets? Are the nuts like spikes? But no, they're literal nuts. And then he throws a big cherry that I thought this must be a bomb, but it's literally a cherry. And then the scene ends. <laughs> Batman and Robin are fine. He is not a violent criminal. He is a prankster. I guess that's true. He just wants money so that he can have some sweet treats. Correct. So now we're in a big room in Wayne Manor in front of a fireplace. And Dick and Bruce are, you know, they're de-sweetened or whatever. And, um... They have a conversation that feels a little creepy. I think this calls for an inside job, Dick. What do you mean, Bruce? I want you to go undercover. <gasps> Come on. Why does the, he say it like that? The music, the intimate. I want you to go undercover, oh, Dick. Man. It's so weird. So now, Creepy is the word I think you're looking for. We go to Ed's grocery store, where Sweet Tooth and his kids are just grocery shopping. Ed. The cops don't come to arrest him. Batman doesn't try to stop him. They're just shopping for sweets. Ed's grocery store. He's just trying to feed his family. Ed, I think you can make an argument. Better character than Batman. No. Where's the cartoon about Ed? What's he doing day to day? What's he he ordering? What's the inventory? I would 100% watch a cartoon about a weird grocery store in Gotham city that occasionally is visited by Batman characters. Mm-hmm. I think that would be very entertaining as a potential to be. Could be. It's just Harvey Dent buying like payday candy bars. 
Maybe Harvey Dent's really into broccoli. What kind? I want to know. What kind of candy bar would Harvey Dent buy, and why is the answer Twix? Because the chocolate two sides. War. Yeah. yeah. Listeners, hit us up. What candy would Batman villains have? Hashtag Bat sweet candy. tooth. Sweet tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Bat candy sweet tooth. I wish like we had the way of of having sweet tooth say Heath Ledger's lines from Dark Knight. Oh man, we'll get the AI so trainer on, and I think that would that would yeah, do the yeah. job for us. Run it through. So Batman tells Dick to put like a he, he like he's in like a fat suit, which is a pillow under his sweater, and he's dressed like the other sweet tooth kids. And then he just walks behind them, and he's in the gang. I mean... <laughs> it's so weird. Some people are just more welcoming than others, and Sweet Tooth and his kids mm-hmm. are just real willing to welcome in whomever well, has no teeth. Let's put logic flaws aside, because we got we to gotta plow through a lot of stuff here, and a lot of great stuff. So Dick is in class with Sweet Tooth's kids. What the class is, I don't know. Dick doesn't like chocolate, but he needs to communicate with Batman, right? And he does. Sweet Tooth is planning to hit the nutty chocolate factory on Tuesday. Can you hear me, Batman? We hear you, Dick. What about the computer lock for the water system? The fun part about this, Dick is in the classroom. Like, the kids are all around him. And Batman is screaming at him <laughs> through the watch. You know, kiddo, could you uh, could you turn off your electronic devices in class? Hey, Robin, how are you doing? Robin. Find the thing. Hey, Robin. <laughs> Find the electronic Find the computerized thing. wire device. But he does. Radio. Because Sweet Tooth sprints into a room. Like, <laughs> like Dick, is, Dick is dusting in the factory. Sweet Tooth sprints into a room, puts the thing in a file cabinet on a velvet pillow, and then sprints out. That's correct. So Robin finds it. But then shit hits the fan. Or... Chocolate hits the fan, huh? Indeed. I thought Sweet that was pretty hits good. the fan. Yeah. You know who we've got here, boys? Who, boss? This is Dick Grayson, Bruce Wayne's wart. <laughs> That's ward. It just hit me. Okay. Because I was going to ask what the hell Sweet Tooth said. What did he say? But I needed to remove the video from it. So he calls him Bruce Wayne's wart. Wart. Because I kept hearing, this is Bruce Wayne's ward. And Dick would go, oh, he's trying to say ward. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's Burt Ward. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Okay. And then he would wink at the camera. Yeah. Like a little helper for us. Yeah. <laughs> they pull the pillow out from Dick. Dick had like, I don't know, shoe polish on his teeth or Tooth something? Tooth black. Yeah. It's an actual thing. What? Tooth black. You, um, when I was in drama club in high school, they sold this weird wax similar to like when you put wax on your braces on the brackets so it doesn't cut your lip. Sure. It's called tooth black, and it's wax that you rub on your teeth to make them look. Did you guys have braces? I never did. Did did you have braces? I I did not know. So I had braces, and when I was getting braces, one of the, like, well, on the bright sides that was presented to me was you could pick the color of the elastics. Right. And my mom would always be like, oh, like, the Celtics are in the playoff. You can get, like, green and white. And I would go, yeah, I guess. But then your teeth are green and white. (laughs) (laughs) I never really got the appeal. Like it would be this big thing. You go to the orthodontist, they would tighten the shit out of them. You knew you were gonna feel like shit the next day, but oh cool. I have red, white, and blue because it's July. My sister had braces for years and years and years. And I didn't realize initially that after she got her braces tightened, 
often my parents would bring her up for ice cream mm-hmm. to like soothe the pain of like having your teeth messed with. And so I missed out on many trips to get ice cream because I was like, no, I don't feel like sitting in the waiting room at the orthodontist. That sounds terrible. Sure. But as it turns out, if I had, I could have had so many fraps. Sounds like your sister had a real sweet tooth. <laughs> Speaking of sweet tooth. So Batman shows up to the he shows up to the factory and he is wandering up the side. Like so the the bat factory boy, I've just we just lost the plot here. It's it's got an ice cream cone on it and he, he tries Broke to, he tries to contact Dick. Oh man. Dick, can you hear me? Are you all right? <laughs> Dick, can you hear me? So, oh boy. <laughs> this has now become an X rated podcast. So, Dick is on this conveyor belt thing and he's going to get dipped in chocolate. And he just says, I'm going to be a candy bar, wrapper and all. And I thought, what does that mean? Like, what what, what does that mean? What does <laughs> that mean? Like- is, is it his coffin? I guess. It, I don't know. I, I, I've got some thoughts on this conveyor belt, but we'll, we'll wait till they're both there. I hate puns that make you have to think about them. Like, yes. Like, rapper. Like, it should just be very obvious. Is he talking about Dr. Dre? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not sure. Mm-hmm. P- puns should be obvious and hacky, like my puns. Yeah. Like Batman, more like a fat man, right? You don't need to think about yeah. that. It just makes sense. Agreed. Yeah. Rapper and all. That's right. So Batman actually uses Batmite here, and he says, you have to go and distract Sweet Tooth and his kids, which Batmite does by creating a pie. And it sounds like this. Oh! Ow! <sighs> I don't know. Pre-Jack? Yeah, yeah. Not, let's yeah. go with that. I don't know, guys. So Batman pulls Robin out of the chocolate. So he falls into the chocolate and seems perfectly fine. Like he's not burning. Like the chocolate isn't killing him. It doesn't appear that he's very uncomfortable, but he pulls him out. And, um, perfect timing. Couldn't let my best friend turn into a gooey chewy. How'd you like to be Robin now, Dick? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> a gooey chewy. Every, I thought every time he says, <laughs> Let's go. every time he says Dick, it's like it's not like he's saying his name like hey dick uh it's like he's like you're a dick like (laughs) i i can't let my best friend die dick so now they're batman and robin and (laughs) they're they're chasing after sweet tooth and again filmation we've talked about this not known for their high quality animation so what happens when batman and robin walk through a door shouldn't have been surprising to me but it really was so when you walk through a door right yeah. Picture, Dave, picture like if your wife walked through the door. She would just be okay. the size that she is. She would walk through the door. You would see her. It would be fine. Sure. The way Batman and Robin walk through the door, the way it's drawn, it's as if they were coming through like a train tunnel. And then they just warped size as they walked through. It's like they came in through like another plane of existence. It's so crazy. I did pull it's a gif like of Alice it. in Wonderland. They, yes. They entered this tiny door and came out huge or vice versa. How do they not know how to draw this? It's a good question. I'm no accomplished drawer, but I could draw this. I can animate this. I couldn't, but it's not my job, so. Mm-hmm. Bet Batman could do it. He, he probably could. he's the best character. Sweet Tooth throws big donuts at them. 
<laughs> a Batman pulls in like a big elastic out of his utility belt. No, he doesn't pull it out. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yes, it flows Robin. out. Robin, Robin pulls it, it after Batman so like this, pops it subconsciously. It's like this pink, like light pink thing coming mm-hmm. out of Batman's crotch area, and Robin just grabs it, and then they use it to tackle the donut. It's um. Dave's analysis accurately captures yes. my horrified reaction. It was it was very strange, and yeah. they use like the phallus elastic to blast donuts back at Sweet Tooth. <laughs> the phallastic, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag phallastic. <laughs> And then they go to they get the remote control. Seems like they're okay. And then licorice falls from the ceiling, and it captures them. Ooh, and now, what a feeling. <laughs> Sweet Tooth only has it's licorice ceiling. Thank you. Now they're on the exact same conveyor belt. Creativity is dead. Sweet Tooth didn't have another way to like inconvenience them, so he just puts them on the same belt that Dick was on earlier. But Batman, as he will do, one of his many qualities. A lot of smarts. Gives you a lot of words to live by. Hey, cool, Robin. A little taffy can't hurt us. True enough. It's true. That saying is said all the time by people. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare himself world. couldn't have crafted that any better. But just yeah. remember, friends, there's nothing worse than a sugar burn. That's true. So taffy mm-hmm. could hurt you. Mm-hmm. And Batman's wrong. And they can get caught in your teeth, too. So maybe Batman is wrong here. He is. He's actively yeah. wrong. So Batgirl shows up, and because their goose is well and truly cooked, she does this weird pulley system. I'm not going to question the science, because we're we're running a little long here, but she, like, swings a rope over a pole, and she, like, connects to Robin, and they, they pull him out of there. Now, again, Batman and Robin are in the chocolate. They are sitting in the chocolate, and they are not drowning. They're not burning. They're just kind of dirty. <laughs> They're just, like, waist-high in chocolate. Yeah. The bottom of the vat is where their toes are, mm-hmm. or uh-huh. they're great at treading water with, without their arms. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. Treading chocolate. Talented. So now you got the whole Bat gang. Batmites there, Batgirl, Batman, Robin, Batdog, and they go to another room where Sweet Tooth and the gang blast marshmallows, Shailen died, and ice cream cones <laughs> at, at the gang, and then Batman pulls out an indiscriminate ray i don't know what this was he just like you never see it you just see a flash of light come from his hand and the machine explodes and they are covered in cotton candy and it's like oh well that 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 was a little weird but that might uh he gets his his just desserts which is not a pun i intended what about me did you see me we saw you you did fine (laughs) just the most backhanded compliment you did fine now go get me a highball. <laughs> it's like when our kid wakes up in the middle of the night and he poops and he waits for me to like help wipe and like pull his pants up and mm-hmm. and he's like, "Did I do a good a good job?" And I'm like, "You did great. You did fine. You did great. You did fine. Good job, Batmite. Now I have to wipe you. Now I'm covered in shit. Refried bean it's chocolate. Three a.m. You did fine. Go to bed. So the hashtag kid, bat bat wipe. Hashtag bat poop. Hashtag guano. Sheila doesn't like bat poop. What's wrong with bat poop? It started the pandemic. Is that true? Is that confirmed? That's not what the president tells me. Okay, well. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry, the hashtag bat poop we is fine. in bad th- taste. What are, we, what are you doing? I was just making a face at you. you I'm doing? allowed to make faces. God. 
I haven't been this mad since you came out with your hot take about Batman about four and a half hours ago. Oh, man. So, Are you frustrated as hell? <laughs> and I'm not going to take it anymore. Remember that time you said bat dog and I laughed so hard that I almost choked it out? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what was funny about bat <laughs> it dog. It just struck me really funny. <laughs> appreciate it. So he's going to send the kids to the dentist and to jail. It seems like all is well. Here's one of the endings. What would we do without you, little fella? Hey there, partner. Buckaroo. I'm not Batman anymore. I'm John Wayne. Now, what you need to realize here is that all of their hands are touching. So they're doing like a group, group like teamwork. Oh, team. So that's how it ends, except it doesn't because we come back and there's a, they're getting a bat message on the bat computer and like bat mites eating a chocolate. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, here's the ending music. It goes on and on and on. It's really good. Fast porno. (laughs) Just how Batman likes it. I thought it sounded like the Scooby-Doo chase scenes. So that's about where my head's at. That's the new adventures of Bat. Man. Now, would you show this to a child? I would. Okay. Yeah. It's inoffensive. (laughs) It's fine. It's Batman. This is the analysis that people come to our show for. I was waiting for you to say no, because... Something, something, something insane about, like, you know, the 1930s. Um, but nothing. You just, you would show this to a kid? Yeah. I'm I mean, surprised. It's I'm very surprised. It's not as good as a lot of other versions of Batman or other superhero shows that exist, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have the same, like, racial overtones mm-hmm. that would be an issue. It doesn't have, like, a ton of misogyny that's obvious at least not in this episode it doesn't have any egregious violence like this is a pretty safe cartoon i feel like okay okay dave i was just waiting for that insane thing like that's not how candy was made (laughs) children need to know i only like those ufo candies with the styrofoam (laughs) they're called flying saucers i love necco wafers holy shit they're really good r.i.p they're back (laughs) R.I.L. Rest in life. In pog form. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I would show this to a child. Yeah, I would too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a social. Go, let's go with one to five malt whiskeys, but instead of ice cubes, they have giant soft caramel candies. <laughs> How many highballs with candy ice cubes would you, would you give this? Five. It's an absolute five for me. I enjoyed the hell out of this. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I won't watch it again because it's a little laborious, but like it is <laughs> hilarious. Just like every every turn, every line, every delivery was just f- oh, fucking fantastic. I mm-hmm. loved it. Chef's kiss. I am also going to give this a five and because I, I want to I put the pressure on Chalen here. We talk sometimes about like the platonic ideals of what this show exists for. And I think- this for me is up there. Like it's licensed Drek. It's got fucking weird, needless characters. It's sloppy. It's cheap, but it's so charming. And it's Batman, and Batman's the best. And that that's the bottom line. I'm gonna disagree with Batman being the best as the bottom line, mm-hmm. but I will agree with both of you on a five for this. All right. This is the kind of TV show that our podcast exists to talk about. Right. You know, like that it took us this long to get to it is a travesty. Agreed. It's just it's fantastic. There were parts where I had to pause 
to catch up to really like fully bask in all of the one-liners and be like, Ooh, okay, I'm ready for more. <laughs> Mark Fink did a good job. Yeah, this yes. is now kind the of Batman Man podcast. Mm-hmm. We should have a sideshow that's just every Batman incarnation. The Bat Minute. The listeners, the letters in the mail Ooh. to myself, don't worry. So for tonight's game, I was thinking a lot about the character of Batmite and the character of Batman, unlike his parents, pretty much bulletproof, right? Like you right. can throw a lot of weird shit at Batman. Unlike his parents. Thank you for that. But in a lot of other contexts, just, just <laughs> the, <laughs> the the idea of Batmite might be considered a jumping the shark moment, right? And with that in mind, I would like to introduce you to tonight's game, which is the very amazingly cleverly titled Jump the Shark. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what I've done Ooh. here, what I've done is I have written a little paragraph about shows that have jumped the shark and maybe the moments that are considered their jump the shark moments. And it will be up to you guys to figure out what show I'm talking about. So you can buzz in however you like. You know, we're not going back and forth or anything. I've layered some clues in. I'm a little worried, to Dave's point, that the puns are going to be things that you have to think about. Okay. In some, they'll be fairly clear because I couldn't think of anything. But in some, I think I might have been too clever by half. But let's try it out. (laughs) (laughs) This family matters if you catch my drift. There are some things along that line. So we'll see. I I don't have any clues. Scratching that one out. I can't use it anymore. uh, If you guys are struggling, we'll uh, we'll figure something out. So let's, let's get into it. Our first, first show here. Do we just go back and forth? Nope, you're, you're, buzz you're buzzing in. in. You're buzzing in. Do we need buzz in noises? Yes. If you guys need to practice them, feel free. I don't need to practice. I'm ready. Okay. I'm just going to yell beep. Oh, that's thematically. Okay. Good. Dave, what's your buzz? Holy buzzing noise, Batman. <laughs> All right. All right. When the star of this show decided he was done hanging out, the producers decided to introduce someone a little bit more randy to replace him. This show's high times quickly passed as it went into the red and went off the air two seasons later. I might have stressed the clues. <laughs> Holy and me- buzzing Batgirl. noise. Shailen changed her beep, and so Dave will get first first go at this. <laughs> is it hanging with Mr. Cooper? It is not hanging with Mr. Cooper. Damn it. Shailen? I also thought it was hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> no, the answer is that 70s show. Who's Randy? Randy was the character they replaced Eric Foreman with. Red was the dad. Oh. They had they had high times and the shit, the, the song okay. hanging out. Okay. Uh, okay. A lot of good clues in there. Now good. that you've explained All yourself. Right. Right. Good clues. I guess I never finished that show. Hashtag good clues. Now I see where we're going with these. Yes. Okay. Okay. Number two. This show featured an elaborate tattoo and a title that captured viewers' minds immediately. But when you do the thing that your title says, like, where where do you go after that? Do you just keep committing crimes in hopes that you end up in the same space? The answer was yes. Holy buzzing noise, Batman. Dave? Prison Break. That is correct. So Prison Break, for listeners who aren't aware, was a show on Fox where the setup was this dude went into prison to get his brother out, and he had this elaborate tattoo on him. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the first season, they got out of prison. But then the show continued on. <laughs> it was it like, went on for like four seasons. Yeah. And then they brought it back like 10 years later. <laughs> Weird. They kept going to other prisons. Like another one they were in. Like, Did they get more tattoos? Go. 
I don't recall. But it was it was always like some part of his plan. Like they escaped the prison and then he's like, ah, I've got more tattoo. Mm. And they went to another prison. He's like, I know how to break out of this one too. Look at my left elbow. You didn't see that one. Yeah. It's on my dick. (laughs) My my dick is the sewer pipe. Yeah, think about it. It's under the foreskin. I could never have gotten that one because I had no idea what that show was or anything about it. So well here's one that you might know intimately. Number three. Many salt-of-the-earth families dream of winning the lottery, but American viewers were maybe not too fond of seeing fake rich people played by- Holy buzzing noise, Batman. Yes. Roseanne. The answer is Roseanne. Dave gets another point. Let me finish out. I I think it might have been a little more clear as we go here. But then it turns out it was all metafiction anyway. Within five minutes of the first series finale, characters were outed. Characters were revealed to have long been dead. All of this gave license to one of the shittiest people alive to have a long-term platform eat shit. I like your description. Well done. So, so Dave is up too. We, we we got a few more here. Next round. Do you want us to finish? Do, do you want us? No, no, no. Buzz in, uh, as, to allow you to finish? Buzz in okay, as soon okay. as you guess. I will finish regardless. Okay. All right, all right. They say that life has to be taken step by step. As was the case when the star of this primetime soap opera left after season eight, well, things started heading south, so the producers lassoed him back in after a season, where it was Holy explained- Holy noise, Batman. Yes, Dave. Dallas. <laughs> it's Dallas. <laughs> where it was explained that the whole season nine was a dream sequence. No amount of showering could wash that stink off. The story behind that one, of course, Patrick Duffy left the show over money, and then the show's ratings were really struggling, so they brought him back in at the end of season nine as a cliffhanger and he was in the shower. Now he didn't show ass or pole and he didn't hang dong to use our show's terminology. Didn't hang duff. But they, they made it so like the whole season was a dream sequence. And what just like a slap in the fucking face? Like, Hey asshole, you just wasted like 26 hours of your life watching something that did not matter whatsoever. Dallas didn't recover after that. <laughs> How could it? Why should it? Why should it? Next round. Now, Shailen, Feel free to buzz in at any point. I didn't know it. Just take a wild swing. All right. When the star of this show was outed as a sex monster mid-filming, producers had to act fast. So they elevated his wife to be the star of the show, even though that's probably not how American law works. This was a precarious stacking. Let me be frank. This shit sucked. House of Cards. The answer is House of Cards. (laughs) That was my buzz in. (laughs) <laughs> they made his Your wife is now house of cards yeah you heard me <laughs> this is gonna be very confusing that's the goal shaylin i gave you that one i had it right off the i bat. know thank you i appreciate it <laughs> we have to keep some suspense here who knows how many rounds we have not me why would they make his wife the president the first lady wouldn't become the president she oh, ran ridiculous. a campaign is that yeah. what I, I, I didn't watch <laughs> i watched the first season and then read some synopses so mm-hmm. yeah. my understanding is that he, like when it became apparent that he couldn't be reelected as president, mm-hmm. she ran her own campaign to become president and people liked her or something. I think he turned her into, I think he made her vice president. Is that what it was? Yeah. And then that's, the, the, he got shot. And so they were playing before Kevin Spacey got canceled and, and you know, thrown off the show rightfully. They were like playing this playing for this angle like she was going to be vp and then they were just going to do this like you know underwood 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 thing for like the rest of their lives but then he 
his character was killed off and they just made her president and the show sucks at the end. It's so bad. But those videos that he puts out every year. Oh my Ooh. God. They're, they're, they're amazing. This <laughs> the definition of cringe. It's oh, so man. bad. It's Oh boy. What it's a horrible really man. hard to be where we are in society right now. Mm-hmm. Because you can look at something and be like, I feel entertained and I'm interested and on some level, like I'm almost, like it has my attention, right? Right. But it has my attention because I'm watching someone descend into mental illness and sure. like they're not going to get the help that they need. And also they're a monster. So they d- do they even deserve help? And it's like a constant state of That's- like... Wrong on wrong on wrong and icky on icky on icky. That's how people feel when they listen to our show, except we're not monsters. Right. It's just like you see people descend into madness. <laughs> for me, it's the Thunderdome. For you, it's Batman, apparently. I, I don't know. Bat dog. Yeah, Bat dog. For me, it's the near abyss that is oceans. <laughs> and oceans and caramel candies. Claymation. So, Dave, you're up three to one here. We got a few more rounds to play. Family sitcoms are tough for a bunch of reasons. When you're working with kids who get older, uh, Jesus Christ, it's horrifying. The Brady Bunch. Whoa. It is the Brady Bunch. Yeah. What? Let me finish. <sighs> the cute fashion goes through the floor. Who wants to look at a bunch of gangly adults play young teenagers? So what do you do? You expand the family, but not with a cat. Unfortunately, no one liked this new company, and the show was canceled at the end of the season. So this is when they brought in Cousin Oliver for the last season. He sucked. And- the screenshot next to the list I was pulling through, it's Oliver with like Cindy, and Cindy is like 17. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus, this is horrifying. Anyway, Oliver and company, you see? Got it. That one might have been I see. too subtle. Yeah. <laughs> A few more rounds here. Three to two. Take one of the greatest sitcoms of all time, well loved, but underviewed and canceled way too early. Streaming gave it another chance, but it never really developed. Completely. <laughs> Arrested Development. That is correct. (laughs) Completely changing the format of the show didn't make audiences exactly cluck, but the titular family always had one source of family income that they could rely on. There's always money in that banana stand. That that is correct. All right. It's three to three. We got two left here. Shows I've heard of and watched, I can actually ring in on. Ty is very much in play. Have you never heard of Dallas? Yeah, I don't know how that's possible. Dallas I came was, back with Patrick Duffy still. I was too focused on the step-by-step step part of it, and I didn't realize that it was a reference to Patrick Duffy, so I was trying to think Step-by-step. Step. Right. Right. But that's what I thought But that should show. never jump the shark. That was good from start to finish. There was no lasso. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, definitely not a guy who lived in the van in their backyard. Mm-hmm. For that sure. That show never jumped the shark. Never. Next round. This drama was an institution for years. Characters came and characters went, but someone was always on call, no matter how dire the emergency. ER. It is ER. Now, Shailen, you were a rabid ER watcher. I loved ER. Do you know what moment I'm about to reference? I don't. Well, in season nine, one of the main characters lost an arm to a helicopter helicopter blade, which made it tough to do his delicate work. So he lost an arm. I don't remember which doctor this was. It was the bald guy. In season 10, he was killed. By the helicopter. By a different helicopter. (laughs) It was the the same helicopter was hunting him down. Vengeful helicopter. Even working where he did. the son. Couldn't save him. The best part was the look on his face. And I can't remember if his line was, it's it's basically like, you got to be kidding me. When the helicopter came crashing down on him, he was an asshole surgeon. Mm-hmm. 
he was like the head of surgery and he lost the arm, but like they let him keep his job as sort of like an overseer kind of like administrative person. And then he went up to the roof because <laughs> there was just like chaos in Chicago and the helicopter just fell out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I want to go. It was so good. Oh man, what Local a good idiot show that crushed was. by helicopter. Can I just Twice. say, ER was streaming. Might still be streaming. It was streaming last summer. It has taken me effort to not go back and rewatch. Yeah, I don't know why you do this. So you're watching The Office for like the 75th time. Watch ER or something. No, no, no. But my greatest fear is that I will rewatch ER and I'll get mad because I know what happens and like it'll ruin it for me. I thought your greatest fear was that all superhero characters would be eradicated except for Batman. I mean, my greatest fear about rewatching ER. Okay. Specifically. You have more than one fear watching ER? Yes. Okay. Because another fear watching ER is that I might stick my tongue out and it will go to one side and not straight. And then I'll know that I have the brain cancer like Dr. Green had. And Listeners, came back. we want to hear from you. What are your greatest fears about rewatching ER? Hashtag fear R. Green, stick out your tongue. <laughs> Last round. Now, Dave, you can, you can get a tie, which would be the ultimate WatchBots move here, but you're going to have to get this one right. Mm-hmm. The producers of this show chased the two stars out of production over money. They were real hogs about it. They decided to bring in two dudes to essentially play the same roles, but they had different names. But that proved hazardous to ratings. So the original stars were brought back after 18 episodes. Fuck. Is it the Dukes of Hazard? Is it the Dukes of Hazard? It is the Dukes of Hazard. Damn it. Bo and Luke were replaced by Coy and Vance, but it was the same show. Why hogs? Boss Hog. Oh, that makes more sense. I chase them. Bo and Luke went to race in NASCAR, but like it tanked so bad they brought them back <laughs> in the middle of the season. They got back from NASCAR. It's good stuff. They finished their race. So, Shailen, despite all odds, you went on a, a big run at the end of the show there. I got and warmed up. that gimme. No, you shouldn't have. It's true. We could have tied. We could have had that tie, which would have been a fitting ending to jump the shark. I'm going to in post-production, I'll put in a more clever name, but I couldn't think of one. It's been a long day, guys. I think you should just add special effects to your voice and leave the title. I do like doing that, yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about altering voices, but onto the mailbag here. Hey, you cool cats and kittens in some form or variation in this hellscape we call life. Too true. School is starting back up. Naturally, this brings up the question, what bands or music were you really into that you're ashamed to admit to today? Always yours, Carol B. Askin. Well, thank you, Carol, for B. Askin that question. What's the question? What bands Music am I embarrassed? That we're embarrassed by? Yeah, like stuff that we listened to when we were high younger. school and stuff. Yeah. So shitty musicians we were really into. I really liked BB Mac. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'll tell you, I got into BB Mac not through BB Mac, but from their cover of More Than Words, which in retrospect, and even as I listened to it as a teenager, I was like, this is problematic in every way. How so? Saying I love you is not the thing I want to do with you. You have to touch me or we have to break up is the moral of that song. Is it? Yeah. Look forward next that. week to Shailen saying those words played over the song. <laughs> could happen so you're really into like boy band rock i liked i liked nsync what about lfo i did not like lfo okay 
I did yeah, not did like, like the Backstreet Boys. Boy bands. I was really into New Kids, and then after New Kids, I was not really like struck by a boy band until BB Mac, and then I saw NSYNC because of BB Mac, and I was like, no, okay, NSYNC is actually pretty good. Sure. So. Real good stuff. So BB Mac, okay. I'm a sucker for a European accent, apparently, and hair band covers. Bonjour! <laughs> <laughs> In high school, I was uh, big into Stained. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I like that album. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while. Come um, on, that was bitching. Yeah, yeah, Hell yeah. But I, I heard it on the radio the other day, and it was just like, "Holy fuck, this is this is not good." Wait, well, wait, 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 take wait, that wait. back. I can was... still remember just the way you taste. <laughs> What's not good about this? <laughs> what was the Oh, the song the with Fred Durst. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was just going to talk about. Like, so, when, um, oh, fuck, what was the music fest? Outside. Um, it wasn't Woodstock. It was... No, it was... Um, Shitfest. Chillin'. I'm sorry, it's not BB Mac Fest. This was <laughs> the music of our youth. It had a name oh, like that. Yeah, it was like Poopfields poop Alusa. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's like, it's the guy from Stained. He's singing acoustic. Aaron, you know, like you just something. Aaron something. You can just picture him sitting on the stage, you know, just a real, real intimate yeah, yeah. show. And then all of a sudden, Fred Durst just comes out, Belongs to the real motherfucker, deal, Well, but the whole story of that was that he just like sat down and started riffing this. Like, this was not a song that they so, prepared in advance, allegedly. That's the funny thing about that song, right? Because that acoustic version, You Were Right, Shailen, was totally ad libbed and was a huge deal. And then you listen to it, and you're like, wow. Well, that's why those lyrics don't make sense. But it was so popular that on Stain's next album, they did like the they full band version, version. But they didn't yeah, change the yeah. lyrics. So it's like, wow, this is weird. Yeah. As a high schooler, I was able to identify like, this is not quality composition. This is not a person who like sat down and they mm. were like, I'm a poet and I will write a song. But at the quality. same time, I was like, yeah, okay, this is pretty catchy. I can sing along with it. Like, it's enjoyable. And then they came out with the studio cut, and I was like, oh, they took something that was not good and made it very, very bad. They robbed it of its soul. Yeah. 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 That's okay. And then Fred Durst came in. Motherfucker. <laughs> this is a real motherfucking deal, yo. Real motherfucking deal, yo. I mean, your answer could be Lip Biscuit, and you'd be, you'd be in a similar spot. I mean, for me, this is so simple. I'm a man who's openly admitted to liking, like, D-grade kids bop. Like, there's nothing that I've ever listened to that I'm like, oh, man, I'm ashamed of myself. Um <laughs> Like in high school, Creed. You were big into Creed. I was not big into Creed. I liked Incubus. Uh, I liked Incubus. I was big. I was big into. I was, I was big into Slipknot for a time. Um, I wanted to like Slipknot, but I didn't. I wasn't no, that cool. No, no, you didn't. I wanted yeah, to. It was so cool. Yeah, oh man. I was ripping ass all over the place listening to Slipknot. Trash, trash barrel drums. Mm -hmm. There's a uh, there's a car in my my hometown that it just it's. I always see it. It has got the Incubus logo and mm -hmm. words decaled across its trunk. I respect it. It is so big and glaring. I was like, you, they love that band. I, for a time, I think I was a freshman in college and I think I had like my first credit card was looking at buying like a Slipknot mask because there was a dude who was just making them on like an AOL site. <laughs> Did you pull the trigger? No, I didn't. I thought about making them too because there were tutorials online, Huh? but I didn't do it. I mean, I... Came. mask insert nails <laughs> yeah it was like get like six rolls of duct tape i came to accept like in the last five years the, like everything that i liked as like a kid like i just 
like now, like ironically, you know what I mean? My Spotify summer playlist, it's this weird mix of early 2000s pop music and weird European rap and new metal and then actual good music. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> everything came back around. The pop punk that I liked, you know, end of high school, early college, that's mostly the kind of stuff I'm listening to now. And yeah. I, I accept that. I'm not going out wearing like a stained shirt or a slipknot shirt, but I like what I like. I'm a man. Fair enough. I Fair listen enough. to yeah. 8-bit music and kids pop. Fucking eat a dick if you don't like it. But I feel like there's also a certain level of being able to acknowledge this is not necessarily amazingly well done music. But it feels good and it brings back good memories. And that's why music is so lovely because you can really enjoy yourself listening to really shitty music. I like Korn's Adidas because he's talking about fucking. Yeah, and plus, it's got that cool double kick. Cool. That was a very touching statement, Shailen. And we don't so do that lovely. here. <laughs> we love Stevie here. You do not mock him. Stevie Nicks? I wasn't. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Nicks is a woman. My mom used to always dress as Stevie Nicks for Halloween. Always, every year. She just wore jeans and carried a guitar around. And a hat. She always had a swell hat. The hat just said Stevie Nicks. (laughs) It's like the press tag, but it's Stevie Nicks. (laughs) That's like those costumes you would get as a kid that it would be like an elf costume, but it would be like a plastic mask of elf and then a t-shirt of elf. Yeah. (laughs) It would just say elf on it. Like, oh shit, I couldn't figure it out for the mask. Alf wasn't that self-propagandizing. It's true. He wasn't. I'm going to be you for Halloween, Ben, and just get get a mask of you, and then your your face on my my shirt. It'd be great. It should just be me in like a perpetually depressed state. If you <laughs> yeah, want to no, go really like, capture the essence. real 80s, then yeah. you get it printed onto a plastic smock. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't it a comes t-shirt. Directions, it comes with directions to the ocean you're going to walk into. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> true to life. He's not going to walk into the ocean. He doesn't like the water. Me? That's making a joke. I find the water's okay. I don't have a huge problem with it. I don't like riptides. The sand. The yeah, sand. It just gets everywhere. Like the sand. It's coarse. It's everywhere. So thank you, Carol, for your question. I think we went in a lot of directions there. But I think the lesson is, fucking go back to the bad music you liked in 2000. Go back to Evanescence. Just rip it. You know? Could you sing Wake Me Up Inside? I had a friend in college who really liked Evanescence, and I'm not going to name names here in case this person's listening. She's probably not. I'm right here. (laughs) Um, She had heard about some like EP that came out before the big album and like, like scoured stores and would just talk about like Amy Lee's voice. She had like, like the most beautiful voice. Loved Evanescence. I got in a fight with some girls from college yeah, like about fight? verbal fight. Okay, okay. And I was like, but this isn't good. And they're like, but her, her musicianship. And I was like, yeah, but it's shitty. Mm-hmm. They don't talk to me anymore. Anyway, I'm evolving into my final form of a Dave Matthews, Jimmy Buffett guy, as we've discussed. So. <laughs> I'm ironic love of sponge cake. It's like my fucking third level super saiyan form it's gonna be awesome it's gonna rule starting up a podcast and wasting a week again in batman batman watching cartoons baby we bop a do so 
<laughs> that is the new adventures of Batman. It's been a ride. I feel like we've fucking been on the air for three and a half hours. Here. We have, I think. <laughs> we haven't. It's as long as the Dark Knight rises, I believe. Oh man, what a sick burn on Christopher Nolan. He didn't deserve it. Yeah, it's a good Take movie. Fat. Trim the fat, Nolan. Mm-hmm. You leave him alone. And you know, I think I, I am interested in the many other incarnations of DC, and maybe we'll get there. You know. Get stoked for the next time that I get to pick and I make us all watch the live action Wonder Woman. Oh, d- uh, don't don't make threats. It's coming. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Jiffy at WatchBots Pod. Fuck. Yep. WatchBots Pod. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play or Bourbon Town or wherever you're listening to us. You know, for Dave and for Shailen, this has been, thank you for listening to WatchBots. And to go out, I want to touch on movies are back. Bill and Ted is coming out this week, maybe, and The New Mutants is coming out. So what I want to hear is a pre-review from Beatles drummer Ringo Starr doing an impression of a whiskey-soaked Adam West advising us which of the new movies to go see this weekend. And they have to throw in Batman puns. It's a simple ask. Holy rusted metal. Batman. Is that Ringo Starr or is that Shailen? The, we were wanted Ringo Starr. The demon Motherfuck, man. You can't interrupt Shailen, midway. First, you just ruined first it. First you start with Ringo Starr. And then you got to start talking like... Out of us, all of a sudden, and, and you just layer it on, you know, like a like a cake, like a sandwich. But Ringo Starr as drunk Adam West talking first. about a movie is basically what I am. Watch this. Here we go. Watch this. Hey, little fella. That sounds just like it. You gotta go see the new mutants. It's been in development hell for three years. Grow some wings. You gotta respect the guy to the theater. Michelle, we're still waiting. Oh, no, I've resigned my post because you interrupted me midway and didn't let me finish. I'm wow. done. Right, here's here's mine. Mm-hmm. Here's mine. Oh, hi. <laughs> it's me, Ringo Starr, and I'm going to do an impression for you of Adam West. Okay, okay. And here you go. Maybe maybe someone else will join. Uh, hey, little buddy. It's me, Louis Anderson. I'm introducing <laughs> myself. It's me, no, Bat no, Boy. No, <laughs> no Louis sounds like this. All right. Get it right. Go see Bill Please. and Ted, folks. If it opens up this weekend, uh, go see Bill and Ted when it opens up, but not in theaters. Do it in the comfort of your home and wear your mask. Shell, what would Ringo Starr say about wearing masks? You gotta wear a mask, Ben. <laughs> Short and sweet. Relaxing.